Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Kevin! You're stupid. Hey friends, welcome to episode 480 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I'm Kevin Huntsperger, and this is, I guess, becoming a tradition to do a recap of uh, uh, Royal Rumble ramblings or Royal Rumble thoughts, rants, probably not the appropriate word. I'm, I'm not going to go off on any major tangents, but I, I had hoped to have a co-host. Uh, Chad and I, our schedules couldn't unfortunately sync up. Uh, just a little bit of background. Over the weekend, I uh, w- was on the road, actually watched the Royal Rumble um, from a basketball game in a high school gymnasium for probably the first, well, definitely through the women's match, and then had to actually stop at, at one point because the connection was so bad, and, and finish watching, um, our, you know, for Peacock, with Peacock, I, I feel like you can't rewind during a, a live show maybe you can i don't know but every time i open the app back up it was putting me wherever the show was live <clears throat> and so i i was getting some bits and pieces during halftime i was able to go out in the lobby and catch the last probably four entrants or so so i, I got to see that live um because i didn't want to see because wwe was also sending out results as they were happening and and you know I guess I could have turned those alerts off on my phone but I was seeing things as they were happening in real time so I I didn't want to necessarily be spoiled um with the results either and Royal Rumble and WrestleMania are probably the two shows a year that I want to watch and see live um and you know we spent Saturday afternoon in one area for cheer uh, our cheerleaders did qualify for the state competition here in Southern or in Illinois. So uh, that'll be uh, on next weekend's plans. So uh, I'm still kind of deciding what I'm going to do for a podcast for next week. So be tuned, be staying tuned for that. Uh, may involve some interactions from you. But anyway, I'm saying all this to say that by the time I got home, I fired up the rumble on the TV, watched it, and I wanted to watch the press conference. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second as well. Um, it was midnight. Central Time, by the time everything went off the air, uh, Chad was not going to be available on Sunday to record, and I, by the time midnight rolled around, I was done, and I I was having a hard time staying awake anyway, so um, yeah, it's solo this time around, but maybe next year we'll have a co-host. Something new this year was the My One Two Three Cents Royal Rumble Contest. I'd never done this before. I've been to uh, Royal Rumble parties hosted by Luke Lay, who is a friend of the show, and 
um, always had a good time and I actually won at least once, maybe twice at, at his Royal Rumble party. And, and uh, they would have the bingo tumbler there and, and you draw the numbers when you got there and it was a good time. And so I did that kind of a virtual version of it because I knew I wasn't having an in-person party that for people to be here, uh, sold spots under the guise of, you know, a portion of the proceeds were going to go to the My123 Cents Wrestling Figure Drive. Um, and I'm getting an early start on it this year. Really early start. You know, 11 months ahead of the schedule. <clears throat> uh, I started in June or July uh, last year. This year, it's starting in January. And we were able to, because of you all supporting this, able to raise 100 bucks right off the bat. Um, luckily, both Rumbles did end up selling out. And I only had to buy three spots. So... Um, that was pretty cool as well. And uh, the good thing is, is I didn't win anything, so there was no controversy, but I did do a live drawing on uh, Facebook to show people what I was doing. I borrowed a bingo tumbler from work, uh, had the 30 numbers in there, and just went down the list. And as people paid through Venmo or Cash App or PayPal, um, I had everybody in order uh, that they paid, and then I drew those numbers first. I want to thank Brian Juvers also for... Uh, participating because he did his own rumble contest and he does cargo pride or cargo proud and raises money and does a lot of great things in Florida. He was actually at the rumble too, but I want to thank him for supporting uh, my uh, one, two, three cents Royal rumble contest because um, you know, up until the last hour, you know, I was going to cut it off at six when the pre-show started and at five o'clock Pamela Stout, uh, who is someone I know here in Carterville, at the last minute, she bought those last five spots, so I'm appreciative to her as well. But uh, by then, it was just the women's rumble that was available, and uh, and she did buy the last five tickets. And it actually paid off. She is the winner. Uh, she won two categories. She won the overall. Her One of her picks was number three, and it, that, of course, was Bailey who won that. And uh, Bailey also won the Iron Woman Award. So I'm sending out small prizes for the other awards, but uh, the, the men's and women's winners, Mike Logsdon, who got number 15, and Cody Rhodes, our winner, um, and Bailey, of course, Pamela Stout's pick at number three, uh, will both receive $100. So I appreciate uh, everyone who participated. And again, $100 going to the wrestling figure drive for 2024. So that's enough about the contest. I am doing this again next year though. So be ready for that. And I will start earlier to get, uh, you know, it was funny because I felt like some people, even though I had published it and posted it on Facebook and on Twitter, um, even on Instagram and TikTok multiple times, I felt like there were people who hadn't seen it or didn't know about it. So it tells me a lot about uh, maybe the way my messages are getting out on social media and, and maybe I need to amp up and, and ramp up uh, my efforts there as well. So uh, if you did participate, we're going to do it the same way next year, uh, you know, not limited to one one per person, um, but, but may put a cap on it. I don't know. I was like I said, I was desperate to get all 60 spots sold this year. So. Um, but if there's more involvement and more people wanting to do it next year, we'll see. We'll play it by ear and uh, see how things go. Uh, of course, I mentioned this is episode 480. That means we are just 20 weeks away from episode 500 and still working uh, to identify a guest, a big guest, someone uh, to be a part of the show or, or some kind of concept. I've had some suggestions and ideas thrown around uh, if there is no quote-unquote big guest for the show. So we'll see. 
uh, how that all pans out and, and, and how we work that out. I want to remind you, of course, to subscribe, whether you're watching here on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting app. Subscribe and leave a review and then screenshot that review, send it to me, and I'll send you a prize. Chad, my good friend, my uh, one of my best friends in, in the world, uh, lives in Los Angeles, and he uh, sent me, uh, always sends me some prizes to put in the prize vault. Um, and so luckily we've got autographs, we've got t-shirts, we've got uh, little figures and tchotchkes and things, uh, figures that w wouldn't go into the wrestling figure drive, you know, they're uh, out of the package or, or whatever the case may be. So always looking to give away uh, items uh, to our listeners and followers and friends of uh, my one two three cents and also on social media. Uh, I want to mention too, since we're on YouTube, talking on YouTube for part of this, uh, I know others are just listening, but uh, YouTube finally reached that thousand subscriber point, but uh, now I've got to get the views up. So uh, I'm, I'm going to try my very best to get at least three times a week new content, including this podcast. Uh, but doing shorts and doing other shorter length videos that maybe aren't an hour long like a podcast or 30 minutes long like a podcast, but, you know, three to five minutes and then some shorts that are a minute or less. So uh, just trying to get that viewing time up. So if you are watching, check out some of the other videos. I have several interviews with wrestling legends and superstars and Hall of Famers. Um, you know, I... I had the good fortune in my past to have interviewed Bobby the Brain Heenan and uh, Mickey James and Sid and um, you know Samoa Joe was on the uh, did an interview with him and a lot of these were interviews setting up for uh, an event so they may not be the greatest in terms of of the content but uh, Mickey James was great she was at an event here in Southern Illinois it's actually still the most watched video on the YouTube channel so. Check out the playlist uh, over on YouTube. It is uh, wrestling. I think it's called Wrestling Interviews or, or something along those lines. So check that out uh, and let me know what you think. Um, since we talked about the Royal Rumble contest briefly here, let's go more into that real quick. Uh, I mentioned that uh, that Mike Logsdon and uh, Pamela Stout won the respective Rumbles for their for their competitors, but also most eliminations for the men, it was Cody Rhodes and Braun Breaker who tied in that category. And of course, I just wrote down the names uh, of the superstars and not the people that won the prizes. Those are listed though on the My123Cents Facebook page. So if you entered the contest and, and haven't seen it yet, uh, be sure to check it out. Nia Jax was for the women. She eliminated eight. And Hunter Woodworth, I know, I remember he won that one. Um, the Iron Man was Jay Uso. Uh, he came in at number one and was in there for more than 50 minutes. Barry Carafa uh, won that. And then Bailey, of course, for the women. And over an hour and three minutes, that was Pamela Stout. Uh, JD McDonough was the shortest in the Rumble at just three seconds. And then, of course, Bahala was in for five seconds for the women. So, and again, the names and everything of the winners are on the My123Cents Facebook page and the My123Cents Facebook group. So if you haven't joined the group, uh, be sure to go ahead and do that as well. Um, I wanna talk briefly about the press conference. A lot of flack on social media and I know, and, and here's the thing, I don't want to compare situations with what happened or what has allegedly happened in AEW with what has happened or allegedly happened 
in WWE. Obviously, this past week in wrestling had some high points, you know, notwithstanding the Royal Rumble itself. But uh, on, was it Monday or Tuesday, it was announced that Dwayne Johnson is joining the board of TKO. It was also announced that Raw is moving to Netflix in January 2025. I am very interested and curious to see where that goes. And I'm no business analyst or business expert. I think that from a fan's perspective, for me personally, from someone who cut cable probably four or five years ago now, I'm excited for this. I have not watched a Monday Night Raw other than maybe on a live stream on TikTok um, in years. And so for me to be able to watch Raw once again, uh, I'm excited for that. And so um, I may have to watch it sometimes on my phone and, and challenge my wife who is now a football fan. So if you hear any yelling in the background, I'm recording this during the Chiefs game. So she may get a little excited. I know right now as I'm recording, it's tied seven to seven with the Ravens, but we'll see um, how that goes. But yeah, I, I, I'm not only excited uh, for selfish reasons of me being able to watch because I don't have USA Network, but also for what it's gonna do for the business. And I think that the deal states that Eventually, because I think the deal with USA, uh, you know, they are getting smacked down. I think that's just a two or three year deal. And then I think the deal with the CW is kind of the same boat for NXT. So, uh, you know, whether or not WWE chooses to move all of its eggs into the Netflix bas basket or will they continue to diversify and have other networks? The Peacock deal, I believe, also ends in 2026. So, We'll see. We'll see where things go, um, you know, and and like a, a wrestling storyline, I say don't get, uh, don't prejudge. Let's let's see how things play out, pan out, and, and where they go from here. Um, so those were some of the high points of the week. You know, the Rumble, of course, set a record for the for the uh, Tropicana Field. Yeah, there were lots of of other. Uh, things going on and, and and great news around the Rumble. But of course, uh, a few days before the show, it was revealed, I guess, uh, alleged uh, that a former WWE employee, and I didn't realize until I was reading something else that it was, was just a couple of years ago that all of this allegedly took place. And I'm saying allegedly because as a former journalist, you don't just say someone or assume someone committed a crime. And I know that uh, the Court of Public Opinion has already convicted Vince and and, and executed him. Um, and I'm not here to defend. I'm not going to, you know, weigh in on that side of things. If the allegations turn out to be true, um, you know, then he needs to be punished appropriately. And, and apparently, allegedly, John uh, Laurinaitis is a part of this. And allegedly, Brock Lesnar, I, I don't think he did anything necessarily uh, to the level of what Vince McMahon and, and John Laurinaitis are being accused of, but his name has come up as well. Or actually, his name hasn't come up. It's been speculated just as a UFC champion, I think, in the documents. But people can draw the lines and figure out uh, that it is Brock Lesnar. And, and so it, it's, you know, a troubling time. And, and you don't, you know, I just hope for the best for everyone but people were you know on on twitter uh, as the press conference was going on there were a lot of people that were critical of uh, paul Levesque, triple h his 
response to some of the questions. And, and I think that part of it is, and again, I'm not defending anyone. I'm not saying anyone's innocent or guilty. I'm just saying that uh, there were probably things that can't, can't be said, shouldn't be said because of the investigation. Um, you know, you can't go out and, and, and this is going to sound crass, but you know, it's a bunch of wrestling fans asking questions. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, we want to know, but this needs to be played out in the court of law, not on a, a press conference for a Royal Rumble. Um, you know, so, but obviously you couldn't go into that event not expecting there to be questions. And Cody, by the way, was asked something uh, along the lines and, and gave a good answer. And, you know, I don't think that Paul Levesque's answers or, or, or the things that he said were bad. They were, some of the cases, vague. I mean, that is one, that is his father-in-law we're talking about. That is the man that created uh, this uh, company, you know, to, to help bring it to the level that it is today. And I know that there was a lot of other blood, sweat, and tears that went into all of that. Um, but I would imagine that, that that is difficult. You know, I, I think that probably behind the scenes, it has been a very difficult time for Shane McMahon, for Stephanie McMahon, for Linda McMahon, and even for Vince McMahon. And, and I know that he made his bed, allegedly, and, and needs to lie in it. But, um, you know, I, I think that we've become too quick to judge. And, and I'll say the same thing about Tony Khan and, and AEW and his media scrums. The only difference that I'm going to throw out there, and yeah, this is going to be snarky and, and sound like I'm a WWE fanboy, which to an extent I am, but, you know, comparing the two situations and, and the, the responses, you know, people said that Tony Khan, the AEW fan base was like, Tony Khan was, was more believable and more uh, uh, legitimate wearing Tony Storm's wig and sunglasses or uh, head hat thing and, and sunglasses than, than Paul Levesque was. And I, I feel like that's bogus because I feel like the whole Tony Khan, you know, like it's a serious situation and he's up there looking like a goof. Um, you know, I, I think had he not put on the, the hat and, and the thing and just been Tony Khan answering questions, it would have been a, a much different vibe and a much different response. And again, I, I don't want to turn this into a WWE versus AEW thing in, in this regard, but when the online community does that, and it's the tribalism seeping in, and, you know, we can find faults with, with both companies, with both uh, management teams and, and, and whatnot. I just want to get back to the point where wrestling fans are just enjoying wrestling and what's happening in the ring and not behind the scenes. But, you know, since the internet era evolved, we've always wanted that behind the scenes peak, um, even probably before that with the dirt sheets and the Dave Meltzer's of the world and, and whatnot. So again, I'm, I'm not gonna harp on this because I, I will turn it into a, a bashing session and I don't uh, want to go that way. I wanna talk about the positive and I wanna talk about the fun things from the Royal Rumble. And, and again, if, uh, you know, things, the interesting thing is, is Royal Rumble, you know, this, this past week, this is the very first time in 40 plus years that a McMahon has not been associated with WWE, WWF. Um, actually more than 40. It's probably, I think in the history of the company. Um, and so that's an interesting thing. And, and I felt like 
the rumble itself there might have been a different i don't know i uh someone ken johnson who i mentioned earlier won one of the contests here with the or one of the categories with the rumble contest said uh, the rumble was kind of underwhelming and i think there were parts of it that were underwhelming and i don't know if it was because of maybe the gravity of the you know the mood of of the situation behind the scenes or if it was there was some predictability i think to the rumble this year and chad and i talked about that last week and i felt like as the rumble got closer it just became a bit more predictable you know and i'm not mad or disappointed that cody won uh, by any means i know chad was not happy with it but um i just hope he finishes the story at wrestlemania and we'll get more to that in, in just a minute i'm going to kind of go in order though uh, Women's Royal Rumble starting off with um, Natalia Neidhart, or Natalia, and the returning Naomi. And I don't know, I'm, I'm going to guess that she is back uh, as a permanent part of the roster. I know sometimes these Rumble uh, entrants return or come in for a show, and uh, they're not back for good. But I think Naomi may be back for good. And I'm going to be honest with you, I got goosebumps when she came down, and, and you could tell it was going to be her with the, the, the glow, obviously. Um, it was a great presentation, and, and her coming out there uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, number five, I was completely stunned in another goosebump moment when the TNA uh, Knockouts champion came out. Do they still call it Knockouts? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not saying that to be a, a jerk, but the TNA Women's Champion, at the very least, uh, I'll say that. Uh, Jordan Grace came out and competed in the Rumble and, and had a good showing. You know, sometimes, you know, you think, well, they're going to bring him out there and, you know, they could have very easily made her the fastest elimination or, or made her look bad. But she had a great showing out there. And I think that and the day or two before the Rumble, I had seen a tweet. I didn't give it much credence, though, but they had said something about uh, maybe some sort of uh, working relationship between WWE and TNA, which if that turns out to be the case, I think that's exciting and, and good for the business and good for. Uh, some of the TNA folks to come out and, and get uh, a little taste of the limelight in the WWE spotlight. You know, not many can say that they've competed in a women's Royal Rumble, especially. So um, it's fun and it's, it's exciting. And I was happy to see that for her. Uh, Nia Jax, you know, I'm not a fan. I'm still not a fan. She came in there and she did dominate um, and, and put on a good show. I was, I was, Semi-nervous that she would win. I think Chad and I both last week, though, said that our money was on Bailey to win this, um, and we were right. Uh, it's going to make sense, I think, as the story with the um, damage control carries on. And I think Bailey also set the record for the longest uh, time in a Royal Rumble uh, on the women's side of things. So this was the seventh women's Royal Rumble matchup. Uh, great to see... Um, a lot of the women coming out there. Chelsea Green, kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, I find her entertaining. I like that Samantha Urban is now doing the uh, uh, Chelsea Green kind of mocking with the announcement again. That wasn't at the Rumble, of course, but uh, it's come back on the, at least at the house show circuit. Someone had posted something online <clears throat> uh, of that. So I like that. I like Chelsea Green. Um, the debut of Jade Cargill, and Chad and I talked about this last week too, and said that we would probably hold off and wait, but they brought her in, and you know, thinking back in, in time, you know, there were, have been other WWE superstars who debuted in the Rumble 
who did not win the event, who went on to be fine. Um, and I think that Jade is, is going to be an example of that. She came in and uh, she wasn't overly dominant, but she also wasn't a pushover. She had some great moments with Nia Jax, uh, with Becky Lynch, with uh, Bianca Belair. I think that uh, let's get her on the roster. Let's get her on NXT doing some matches and, and see how she does and develop and go from there. You know, I'm not ready to put a Bianca Belair versus Jade Cargill match uh, on WrestleMania 40, but I think the seeds were definitely planted and the crowd reaction seemed positive. So I'm looking forward to that. And then R-Truth, you know, the, the silliness of that uh, is fun. I liked it. It was entertaining. It did not take away from the women. He did not get a spot in there. He was eliminated right away by a woman, but was not ever technically, you know, I went to WWE's website to do the stats and he was never technically in the Rumble matchup. He wasn't listed as such. So it was a fun moment. Um, and really, I think for my money, I was more impressed with and, and had more fun watching the women's Royal Rumble matchup than the men's. And we'll get to the men's in just a few minutes. Um, kind of in a surprise move, the next match was the Fatal 4-Way for the WWE uh, Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, of course, defending against LA Knight, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. I could have seen them going with someone else, especially since no, the champion did not have to be pinned to lose. Um, and then that way you get the belt off of, of Roman there. And then he goes to WrestleMania for The Rock, which may or may not be happening. Who knows? Again, it's all speculation at this point. Um, so I wasn't, I wouldn't have been surprised either way if, if uh, my money would have been on Randy Orton to win it if it wasn't going to be Roman Reigns, um, just so they could add another championship win to Randy Orton's resume. But I think that uh, Roman winning was probably the right thing, especially as we got to the men and Cody winning. So I think it was the right move. The US Championship match, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. I think a lot of people are critical of Logan Paul even still to this day. Uh, you know, I, I read comments online and, and I probably shouldn't do that, but I, I like Logan Paul. I like the character. I don't think that he's someone that needs to be there every week. I know that some view that as disrespectful to the business or whatever. Uh, he's an attraction. Should he be the champion? Maybe not, but it doesn't bother me that he is and that he's, you know, defending maybe just on a pay-per-view basis. I know he won the belt back. Uh, was it at Survivor Series or was it at Crown? I think it was at Crown Jewel. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I think this may have been one of his first title defenses, maybe the first title defense. Kevin Owens, a great foe, a great opponent. They put on a great match, and the finish to me was very creative. I liked it. I thought that Logan Paul was going to win, but I didn't think by disqualification. I thought maybe uh, that Grayson Waller and um, Austin Theory were going to do the shenanigans, and, and it was going to cost Kevin Owens the match. I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that. That This leaves the door open for perhaps a rematch um, and to keep things going with that. Uh, before we move on to the next uh, match up for both of these men. But I liked it. I thought it was fun and, and clever. The Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, Andrade makes his return. Not a big surprise there. A lot of people were speculating that after he lost to Miro at uh, 
the last AEW pay-per-view and I think it was World's End. Um, so not a huge surprise there that he came back. Um, CM Punk and Cody Rhodes, the final two, which wasn't a surprise so much there either. Uh, Gunther had a nice showing once again. Um, I'm not a Gunther guy though, and I'm, I'm glad that he didn't win. And I, I don't mean that to sound crass or, or anything along those lines, but I think that he, um, you know, as the Intercontinental Champion, he is the record holder now for the longest reigning Intercontinental title run. Uh, and we'll continue to run with that. Um, but I think that we got some seeds planted for some fun things in the future. Braun Strowman, I'm sorry, Braun Breaker, uh, you know, Rick Steiner's son had a great showing in the Rumble. Allegedly, again, allegedly, what the rumor and innuendo says is a replacement for Brock Lesnar in the Rumble match. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, Braun looked like a million bucks in there and I think is, uh, without a doubt, a future WWE champion on the main roster in some capacity, some form or fashion. Um, I think he's got a great look. He's got the charisma. He reminds me of his dad and his uncle all rolled up into one, like the ultimate Steiner. So we'll see what he does. We'll see what he does. But he's, uh, the future is bright, I think, for Braun Breaker, no doubt about it. The Pat McAfee spot, I was okay with. I wasn't crazy about it. It, it only lasted, you know, he's in there, I think, 38 seconds. Not the shortest, believe it or not, but... Uh, you know, was it a wasted spot? It, it was fun and it was what it was. Um, you know, I don't think it necessarily took away from anyone. Um, but that's kind of the other thing I wanted to talk about with the Rumble itself. You know, there were really, Andrade wasn't announced because we knew that he was, I think a lot of fans figured he was going to come back and be a part of the Rumble. Thought he looked good. I liked the mask. Uh, but again, he was one of those guys that never really resonated with me when he was there before and then when he went away to WW, or to AEW. So we'll see what they do with him uh, on this run and, and if things are better. Um, I was kind of disappointed that Bobby Lashley and Karrion Cross uh, went out so early on in, in the match. Um, I like that they are continuing to keep the Authors of Pain and uh, the Street Profits involved with that. Uh, I'm going to guess... We either get them in a six-man at Elimination Chamber or at WrestleMania. Maybe some kind of stipulation added. Um, <clears throat> I've always been a, a Bobby Lashley fan, though. But we'll uh, we'll kind of wait and see where things go with that. But, you know, the question comes up with, with the fewer surprises. And Bailey mentioned it during her time at the press conference that, you know, when the Rumble first started, they did bring in, you know, we would see Trish and Lita and maybe Michelle McCool or Layla, uh, Kelly Kelly. Uh, you would see the women from the past come in. And this year, you didn't really have that. And, it, you know, especially with, with bringing in, you know, Jordan Grace and able to utilize the women on the current roster. And, and I think that there were probably, I know there were some NXT women that weren't in there, and I, I don't know about the uh, other women on the roster that weren't a part of this, but it's a great thing for women's wrestling, I think. It's, it's a sign that uh, the business is thriving and growing and, and whatnot. So I don't think you necessarily need to add any entrance for the women's, you know, I, I and I'm a traditionalist. I say let's keep it the Rumble at 30. I know that they did one. In 20, what was it, 11, when Alberto Del Rio won it, it was 40 men. 
And then the greatest Royal Rumble in, in Saudi Arabia, I think, saw 50 uh, superstars in it. I think 30 is good. Uh, it, it, again, it becomes one of those things that not everybody is going to be in the Rumble. You can't have every superstar, obviously, as a part of it. Um, and then that does limit the number of surprises. And I think the last couple of years, we've seen fewer surprise entrants. You know, no Godfathers or Diesels or... I thought maybe we'd see Papa Shango last night after the several Papa Shango references by uh, Corey Graves, but uh, that was not to be either. And I'm fine with that. I was okay with that. I think that the, the men that were in there were solid. Um, <clears throat> I, I did feel a little flat, though, at the end, when and not a, a knock against Sami Zayn by any means, but when number 30 came out, I, I, I think part of me was kind of expecting or waiting for because there was speculation that Hulk Hogan was going to be in there. There was speculation that The Rock was going to be in there. Um, I would have been fine with either of those as long as they didn't win the Rumble. Um, but I don't know with Hogan's back how you would have had him in there and, and not take a bump over that top rope. And I, and I don't know. Uh, I, I think that when we saw him at the beginning of the Rumble, kind of doing the intro piece because he had allegedly teased on social media that he was going to be a part of the Rumble. I think that was that was the tease. You know, that's what it was for. Um, so I kind of took Hogan out of my mind uh, pretty quickly after that. But I still I kept waiting for The Rock's music to hit, and it never did. Which, I, again, I don't think is a bad thing. I think that, you know, Cody rose to the occasion. CM Punk looked good in there. I think that we're still going to get our CM Punk-Seth uh, Rollins match. If they keep Seth Rollins off the shelf until WrestleMania, I'm fine with that. Uh, keep him healthy enough to get there. And then, please, let's let Cody finish the story. I'd rather see Cody finish the story than Roman Reigns break Hulk Hogan's record. Because, to me, Roman is in the top four now, and that's good enough. Uh... You're not going to see him beat Bruno San Martino's record. I, I would hope not. Bruno's record is over seven years. Um, you know, we live in an age today uh, as consumers of wrestling and as consumers of entertainment in general. We want that quick fix. We want to watch a whole season of our show on Thursday night and be done with it. Um, so people aren't patient. And this has been a, a, a two-year story brewing. Cody came back two years ago. So... Um, I think we're ready to see that change, and, and I think that Cody's the man. I think he's proven that he is the face, um, and I know, and this is where I wanted Chad to be on to, to counterpoint and rebut, because I don't think that he agrees with that, but I, I do think part of it is, you know, I, I, I don't think it's the vindictiveness of rubbing it into AEW's face. I think that it is um, telling that story. Um, you know, if we're able to bring Dustin into the fold, I think that would be cool. Um, but if it doesn't happen, I, I'm, I'm okay with that too. But I think that Cody should win at WrestleMania night two, um, you know, hold off Rock and Roman and, and do them at SummerSlam or do them, uh, at another time. But I don't think that we need Rock and Roman as much as we need Cody and Roman. <clears throat> and if we are going to do Rock and Roman, do it night one. And then give Cody a match night one. So then they both have a match night one. And then at night two, they're competing against each other to close out the show. And hopefully on a higher note than what we closed it out at WrestleMania 39. Um, 
Cody also is in distinct company. You know, we mentioned Roman Reigns. It's Bruno San Martino, Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, and Roman Reigns. Four legendary champions, uh, all in good company. And now it's Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, and Cody Rhodes as the four men, the only four men to win back-to-back -back Royal Rumbles. Now, we've had other superstars win more than one Royal Rumble, Edge, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, Triple H, you know, I think maybe even Roman Reigns, they all come to mind, but there's only four that have won it back-to-back. -back. And it's interesting to me that three of those four were in the 90s, the last one being in 99 or 98 with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it's been 26 years and Cody Rhodes was able to uh, replicate that feat. So overall, I would give the Royal Rumble probably a B plus. Uh, grade. I enjoyed the show. It's one of my favorite events of the year, probably right behind WrestleMania, my favorite event. And uh, it was fun, it, despite kind of that, again, that aura that I felt. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's in my head and I, I was just feeling that way because we kind of read and see and know what's going on behind the scenes to an extent. So what did you think? Did you enjoy the Royal Rumble? What grade do you give it? Do you hate the fact that Cody won? Should CM Punk have won? Um, let me know. Leave a comment, leave a review, uh, whether it's on social media or wherever you're listening to this podcast or watching along on YouTube. Friends, thank you so much for being a part of my one, two, three cents this week. Have a great week and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.